Jimbo. What's up? Our man on the scene. What the heck happened, Jim? Oh, yeah. Uh, pool gods. This game hates me. This game hates me. The guy had uh, had an angel watching over him for an hour and a half. Okay, I, m- I missed a couple of balls. I scratched on the first two nine balls that I played. It was 2-0 behind. And then I got into the match and I was playing well. And uh, just lost control of the cue ball a couple of times. And uh, I managed to I managed to play three lock-up safeties. But in the process of playing the safety, I made a ball. Just with a, just getting kicked in. So I ended up safe myself three times, deadly safe. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Nine ball. Yeah, That's I don't want to talk bad. about it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Well, you're still our but favorite. Our, but you're our still... fans want to hear about it. They want to know the emotions that you were going through what, <laughs> during the match. Furious. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, the tables are playing great. I've got no, no qualms with tables. are playing great. Uh, I don't mind the format. I don't mind the winner breaks. Um, but it is unlike anything that, that, that you as a, as, a, as a club player will ever, ever play on. Uh, it's just so slick, so fast. I mean, they're four-inch pockets, but you can still hit it in the left or the right-hand side of the pocket. And if you hit it in the wrong side of the pocket and lose the cue ball, you're losing it by about three feet rather than three inches. You know, that's yeah. how much it, uh, it it just keeps going and going and going. You got to be so accurate. It's uh, it's nice to play, but it's tough. It is tough. And uh, yeah. you'll find that the guys that have the nice, the nice, smooth, slow stroke that are not really punching the balls around the table, these are the guys that are going to get far in these tournaments. Yep. Well, I'm still in. Got another chance. I might be playing. I might be playing in about 45 minutes again. Uh, depending on how the scheduling goes, which is another another issue, which it's not it's not going particularly well with the schedule. I've got to say. Yeah. And what's the, the biggest drawbacks to the schedule, or what? They just know nothing well, set in stone. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they would have been better off uh, giving every match uh, a time, you know, so you know that your match three on whichever table at the start of the day. But it's just rolling one off, one on, you know. So you have to be, you have to keep tabs of it yourself how the matches are go. So if the two matches before your match are nine nils, you think you've probably got about two and a half, three hours before you need to play. But actually, it ends up being like an hour and twenty minutes, and people are getting caught out with that because you have to track it yourself on DigiPool, and the DigiPool isn't working really that efficiently. The 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 Wi-Fi here is not. I I've heard that it's a Wi-Fi issue, but the laptops or the or the the the, the the pads, the iPads, or the, the tablets that are being used for the scoring. Uh, in my match, it dropped out uh, three times. I ended up using my telephone to keep the score. So if they're not getting updated, then it's not getting updated on the digital site, which means the players are unable to give a, have a, a, an accurate assessment of how long the matches are still going to take before they need to be at the venue. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, it, with, it, with it being the first day, um, a lot of players are only playing one match. They don't want to stand here for for hours and hours and hours just for one match. So they, they want to be in their apartment relaxing or, or in their hotel relaxing and just get here like 20 minutes before so they can just sure. have a little practice and then start, you know. But if you do that, the ones that have done that, I've been risking it. And there's, there's a couple that have been docked frames because they, they got here too late. Um, and the scheduling for tomorrow was uh, 50% of the, the losers will play tonight and 50% will play tomorrow. But nobody's really entirely sure which 50% it was um and uh those players missing i think and i don't really know what what, what yeah let's just say that the, the the guys that are working behind the tournament desk are 
are pretty stressed at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. It's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you know, when you're doing your first couple of, you know, big events like that, I'm sure that there's glitches, but you, you hope that they improve quickly. Um, it sounds like the key would have been to stay on the winter side, Jim. That would have, that would have been the key. <laughs> I, I, and I think, and I'm being perfectly honest, nine times out of 10 against the opponent I had, I would still be on the winner side, but it, it doesn't really matter because today he beat me, you know? So yeah, sure. that's just the way it goes. And uh, that's the game. And I just got to uh, roll my sleeves up and, and uh, hopefully I get to play again tonight because I, I want to play again tonight. I don't really want to play at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Yeah, and uh, if I do get to play again tonight, then the guy I'm playing is in for a is in for a beating. Shall we say? But, right. um, so do you I, at least um, know who you're playing? Yes, I do. That's okay. somebody from Sweden. Um, oh, so you know, it's um, you know, two hundred. I mean, myself and Nate, we know from the VG10. You know that the the less responsibility you take away from pool players as far as organising themselves, the better it is for you. And I have a little bit, I, I get the feeling that the that, that, that matchroom maybe expect the players to be able to look after and organise themselves a little bit more than what a lot of them are capable of doing. You know, there's a lot, uh, yeah, I see a lot, the, the, the tournament desk is just crowded with players all the time asking, when do I play? What does this mean? Which site do I need to be on? Where do I find this out? Where do I find that out? Yeah. And um, yeah, you, for, a lot of, for a lot of pool players in general, you have to make things as easy as you possibly can for them. And only thing you need to ask them to do is play pool. If you if you ask them to do anything other than that, then generally it's going to go wrong. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. Yeah, you would think yeah. they would know that by now. I think they're yeah, learning. It, yeah. It's always amazing how like you can play. You know these these players that are playing in this event, they've played in probably ten thousand events in their life, and they still have no idea how one works. No. And constantly need to be held hands to get through them. And the, and the, and the system that the, the system don't get me wrong the, the system that the, the, the matchroom are trying to use for this or the impression I get from the system they're trying to use for this on paper is great you know on paper it's fine but you are putting a lot of responsibility in the players' hands and you're putting a lot of pressure on your your digital system on your electronic system your digi pool and everything on that working flawlessly um, and it, when it when it goes down as it has today a couple of times, then your backup is basically your two guys in the tournament director, Rob Spencer and his uh, and his his help are there, and they're under a lot of pressure. You know, they're uh, you know Emily Emily's been in there trying to help them out as much as she can and find players and and, and get matches started. Um, it's just very difficult. It's two hundred and fifty six players just now. You know, it's uh, that's a lot. It's a lot yeah. to handle. You know. Um, but if I look around the room just now, everything seems everything seems to be going all right just now. The, the tables are all being used, so they've obviously any matches that that, that weren't able to start that, that they had hoped would start at five o'clock. They've managed to get somebody else, like, like myself. I'll probably be playing my match when I, normally I should be playing at nine o'clock to try and take the pressure off the first round of matches tomorrow morning, because they would yeah. only want to play. They would only want to play thirty-two tomorrow morning, but I think they have more left over because of, of the situation they're in. You know. How was this explained to you during the players' meeting? Uh, there was no players' meeting. There was no players' meeting. We were told. Emily made a post about that. Yeah, we we were told like our day before that there wouldn't be a players' meeting. So all these questions that could have that, that that would have probably been asked at the players' meeting, where everybody could listen to the answers. Now they're all individually going to the tournament director and asking these same questions that should have been ironed out at the players' meeting. Really, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure why uh, it didn't go ahead. 
Yeah. Then go ahead. Okay. Sure. Jim, show us around the room. I don't know if I can turn my camera around, so, but I'll have to do it this way, I guess. Uh, which way shall we go? I don't really want to walk past the main table, so I'll sort of walk past this way. You can see the main tables here, behind me. Three tables, the one in the centre doesn't have a table in it yet. That'll be uh, for the Saturday-Sunday matches in the middle. So they've got two, the two live stream tables split by the main arena, which doesn't have a table in it yet. And then we go further around. And then all the outside tables at the back here. It is a great looking venue. Yeah, the the venue is fantastic. If you look at all the seats around it and everything like that, and if you look over there where the main spectators normally are sitting, you can see that there's plenty of room. I don't know if you can see that properly. Plenty mm -hmm. of seats, plenty of room. There's, there's actually quite a good crowd in here. And they're not all pool players or, 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 or husbands and wives. It's actually a crowd from outside as well that have come. Good. Yeah, and you can see the, the main tables, a big screen up there showing the live stuff, one on that one and one on that one. And uh, no, the setup's really good. Uh, it's very impressive. Tell you what, it looks nice. It does. It's great playing in here. Uh, the, the, the atmosphere in here is really, really nice. I mean, like, it's not too warm, it's not too cold. Uh, the tables are playing great. They're not reacting to anything funny, like weather or anything like that. Um, Someone just missed you. Oh, there'll be a lot of them, yeah. There's still a lot of hackers in this tournament. <laughs> 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 but, uh, <laughs> and you can see the trophy is in the new UK Open trophy. I'm not sure if you can see that properly. Pass, pass Marcel, our referee. You know, Jim, if you can, Jim, if you could, uh, you could probably just jump that fence right there and just go grab it and run away with it, and then you could get yourself a trophy. I was going to say it's probably the only chance I'll ever go up touching it. Yeah. Well, you can you can climb in there and do a selfie for the audience. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this: I've been watching Marcel on this side table, and he is not nearly as professional this event as he was in the past. There's a, I've seen twice now where like a ball would be rolling out on a foul and instead of letting yes. it roll all the way out, he just grabs it halfway through it. Like the ball's still rolling and, at a pretty nice pace and he'll just and grab was, it. And there was a match that finished on uh, one of the, the stream tables where the where the player potted the nine ball for the last, it was Yoho Sum against uh, King Arau. I mean, he won nine nil, but the last nine he made, the fight was rolling around the table. He turned around, shook Kinga's hand. As he turned back around to the table, the white was still rolling, and he he picked it up. <laughs> so technically, is that a foul? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, you can expect yeah. to see these things on. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, this is. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about like the guy who just always seems to be as. I don't want to say nitty because I, I think that's too uh, derogatory. But this guy's like. This is like the one guy I would have thought would never cut a corner ever, and he's cutting them left and right right now. Yeah. Well, the the, the referees, the, the, there is, for the two stream tables, there is one referee who has to run back and forward. You saw there, they're not beside each other. There is the, the main arena in between. So he's running, literally now he's running again, running back and forward, <laughs> racking balls. I mean, there's only one referee for those two tables. Right. <laughs> they, well, they I heard they were going to be, gonna they, be they, short on refs. I was just about to say for 256 players, they're a bit short staffed. I mean, well, you know, once you get past day one and day two and, 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 and like a quarter or a half of the field are gone, then it starts to get a little bit easier to, yeah. to, to run. But at the moment, there's a, it's a little bit chaotic for the referees, for all the officials, for, for all the matchroom staff. They're working their asses off. They're doing their best. But, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a long day for them as well, you know. And again, pool players ask the stupidest questions. They just keep going to the tournament desk, I guess, and they're just asking the questions, questions, questions. And... 
I think he's I think he's done quite well, Rob, just to keep his uh he hasn't had a Darren Appleton moment yet, so he's done quite well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were gonna That's go Darren one. I thought you were gonna go Darren on us at the beginning talking about your match. Yeah, you get over it after a while, don't you? I mean I'm not I'll, listen I can I, I I was talking to boys. He says, "Why, why, why are you not getting the results you should be getting?" I says, "Well, listen, I'm just—I'm not a professional pool player. I says I'm the best air traffic controller in this room, but I'm certainly not the best pool player. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my job. You do yours. I'm here for a bit of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's what it is. Well, well uh, being, on, being on site, Jim. Tell us, yeah. Jim. Oh, bye, Jim. Well, I was, about, I was about to say, being on site, what uh, what's striking you? Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I was curious to see if he had watched any matches, or you know, if he'd seen any other players, if anybody stood out to him. What yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't know. I guess um, these uh, like these snooker players that come over. I mean, I feel like I'm almost. It's like I hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys. But like, there's something about people talking about the Cowboys. That like if you watch ESPN, all they're gonna do is they're gonna talk about the Yankees, they're gonna talk about the the Cowboys, and like there's something about it. By the end of it, like you end up wanting to talk about, not talk about it, but like hearing people talk about the Cowboys. And honestly, with all these super players that they constantly are talking about, like I I somehow find it interesting just to track along and see how they're doing. And <laughs> I, I I guess two of them in the field, they're uh, both got pretty convincing wins. And if I'm not mistaken, um. Was it uh, Gold played um, uh, a U.S. pro that's, you know, nobody to sneeze at? Pretty good win. Yeah, I didn't see their matches, but um, I will say that, you know, I, I feel better about American pool because American pool players got trashed so bad last year at the U.S. Open. And this year, all they talked about was all the British players, the English eight ball players, and the British nine ball players going to come in here and surprise all these people. They've been getting slaughtered. And I've watched oh, yeah. a lot of, I've watched a number of matches where there was a lot of Raymond Kuhlman's per, impersonations going on with some of these guys. So I, I, I did feel a little bit better about the state of the game in the U.S. No, there's, there's, I mean, you've got the snooker players. You've also got a couple of the English eight ball players who. Who can do damage at an event like this? They're not going to win it, but they can. They, they they can they can compete with, with not like the top top guys, but with you know the seven fifties to the to the seven seventy fargos. But there's also a lot in here that just can't, and they're just they're just here, just because they want to play in the event, you know. And yeah. um, this is it's something like that, the US you know. Yeah, good luck to them, you know. And 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 but you know these snooker players are not. They're, you're not going to see any of these snooker players in the last sixteen. I can promise you that, you know. I mean, not it's a entry. Oh yeah, it was a free for them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, decent chance. Yeah. But no, I don't expect them to. Uh, yeah. I did see someone but, post something about the the eight the uh, Sea Games, Southeast Asian Games, that took a few, you know, good players away from this tournament. Yap, Beato, yeah, a um, couple of those guys, and. Uh, uh, Beato and Johan Chu are in the final of the uh, nine ball there. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so, there's so many there's so many matchroom tournaments now, you know, and the and the, the the whole ranking that players are going to have to more and more in the future make choices between which uh, which events they play. I mean, uh, Kelly Fisher, for example, she's she's got a good chance of being selected for one of the GB teams for the World Cup of Pool. 
but there is the German Open uh, women's uh, event. Uh, the dates clash, and there's 20,000 first prize for that. Now, yeah, Kelly right. Fisher, pretty good chance that she's picking up that 20,000. Does she, does, she <laughs> drop that to play, does she drop that to play in a World Cup of pool? No, I but, I, you know, but on the other hand, I can see uh, players who belong to national federations, especially in Asia, well, obviously in Asia for the Southeast Asian Games, you know, they would have to pick, they would almost have to select that event over UK Open. Yeah. You know, yeah. someone like, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Gary Wilson beat uh, Blaine Barkas, 9-6. to six. Blaine Barkas yeah. is a real player. Well, these so guys are playing. I mean, if it, you can't leave the table open to these snooker players because they will run it. Sure. But, 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 but it's just they're kicking and their break, they're kicking and their uh, uh, jump shots is just, they, they struggle with that, you know? So if you, if you play a smart game against them, then you're going to make them you're going to make them work hard, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm excited for the second match. He's going to play uh, Chris Alexander. Al uh, Chris Alexander's been in all of the VG events, and I don't know, he's one of my favorite players. He's I been like playing really play. well recently. He's been playing really, really, really well good. recently as well. Yeah, yeah. He's been getting some good results. He's not been winning any tournaments, but he's been he's been making sure that, that top players are not winning tournaments. He's been knocking out some big guys in Bucharest. He did it as well. Um, yeah, he's playing really well at the moment. I think he quite enjoys these conditions. I'm just looking at the, yep. the one of the stream tables. Sanchez Ruiz is about to make a hill hill in his match, and that's a losers round match. So Sanchez is on the hill to go out of the tournament on day one. Wow, that, that's a losers match. That's a losers match. Yeah. Who did he lose? I didn't notice who he lost to early on. He lost to Jason Theron from South Africa. In yep. the first oh round. yeah, yeah, Jason Theron. Yeah, right, right. So he's he's hill hill now, um, with the break. So he's favourite, but he was and, and he was six 0 behind in that match. Wow. Yeah, Six zero. <laughs> you want me to play this evening? All right. Yeah, I'm playing this evening. I'm on the podcast. You want to say hello? There's Emily. I don't think they can hear you because I've got my pods in. <laughs> no, we can hear. Her, kind of. Hi, Emily. All right. Perfect. All right. Great. Okay. Looks like I'm playing tonight. Yay. In about 20 minutes or so. So uh, ask Emily if we can uh, live stream it while talking to you. <laughs> I'll play it with my pods. Oh, it's on, it's, can... on the, uh, it's on your Facebook. Um, yeah, it's on the Facebook. Yeah, I'm kind of watching right. out of the corner of my eye right now. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Jim, what's the most impressive part about the room or the tournament so far? Uh, besides the, besides the, you and that sweet jacket. The, the, just the, uh, the, the, yeah, it's good, huh? Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I was up speaking to the onboard guys. I'm, I was gonna do a little interview with them as well, and then put it on the podcast. And I'll do some interviews with some players. I'm gonna do some twenty questions with uh, with uh, as many players as I can get. Just quick fire, um, yes or no answers, and you know the kind of Earl or Efren, those kind of questions, and try and get as many of the the, the the players as I can and pump that on the podcast for everyone to enjoy. But as far as the most impressive thing about the arena, I think just the. I think the actual match, the match arena, the three, uh, the three table match arena. Uh, I mean, yeah. the, the 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 actual arena that you're going to be watching on Saturday and Sunday looks looks really nice. nice. Um, the lighting in here, I like, yeah, you know, the, it's, it's a nice venue uh, for watching it. You know, uh, we're all nice and close to the tables. Um, yeah, it's it's a top event. You know, um, just little things that yeah. I think just learning moments for for match and perhaps we should call them. Um, you know they're very they're they're very good and they're established in the in the one or two table setups. 
that are still quite new with the with the with the multi-table setups. We've got um, twenty-four tables. Twenty-four tables, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a lot of action. That's a lot of action, you know, and it's it's a lot of matches to fit in, you know, and it, it it's yeah. I mean, you, they, they've got to play one hundred and twenty-eight matches today, uh, and then and then a losers round as well, uh, half a losers round. So that would be 32, 120, 100, uh, 160 matches. Was that right? It's a lot of matches for them to, especially when there's no scheduled time for it, and it's just a rolling ball effect that you go on after the, the match before it's finished, you know? Yeah. Um, and there's been so many 9-0 matches or quick matches that has been taking people by surprise. And uh, oh, see if Sanchez Ruiz is about to break uh, on the hill. Yeah. See if I'm, I might see if I can get a bit closer. People are going to get grumpy with me if I stand their way. <laughs> yep, it's just starting back up on Facebook. Oh, he's got no shot on the one. Dang it, Jim! Wait, stop it! You're in heaven. Yeah, of stop it! Yeah, it's it's we're 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 on, <laughs> we're on a three sec we're on a ten second delay here. <laughs> so I'm not betting on you on the final nine. That's for man, sure. how are you oh, no. oh, how are you play, saying he's... there's no shot on the one? That's well, he a can shot. hit it, but he can't put it. He's, he, oh, he's, he's played the one nine combo. No, he's made it. I'm joking. Shut up, <laughs> Shut up Jim. This back 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 slices into the corner. But I'll let you see. Shall I let you see the player's view? <clears throat> the player's view from one of the TV tables. Nice. That's not bad. I man, I I don't care what people say about that gray cloth. I think it looks amazing. It's nice to play on. As you, you do see the edges of the, of the, there's a couple of balls that you do see a bit better on it. Yeah. 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 Have you watched I, any yeah. other matches, Jim? I've been trying. I've been watching some of the Scottish guys, uh, friends of mine, while they've been playing. Um, and I watched uh, I watched Jason's match. Um, and Skyler. I saw a bit of Skyler's match. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, both, you know, both played subpar players uh they played with they, kind of, they played and, with and it Sorry, showed in their it showed in their own performances i think yes. they were both a little bit sloppy yeah. uh you could kind of sense that they both knew that they weren't really going to be threatened yeah um but um i thought shane played really well yeah shane won his match nine nil i think yeah yeah he missed, shane's always been a real shane's a good front runner though shane's always yeah. shane's never really struggled when he played lesser players, I but, like you know, yeah, but he, he, yeah, he missed he missed two shots, I think, during the match that I saw. But he ran the first five from the break. He was, yeah. you know, and he looked yeah. really comfortable doing it. And you were talking about speed and everything, and he really had the speed down well. Yep. Well, I said he's played a lot of matches on these tables recently, you know. Yeah, um, sure. And that, that's a, that's a big advantage, you know. Especially it, take, it, it takes a little bit of heat off in the first rounds, you know. I mean, for, also for these pros, they come up against players. They have no idea who they are. They could be very, very yeah. dangerous. I mean, I'm here. I'm here, or I've had players. Skyler came up to me and said, "The guy I'm playing is he any good? Have I got to worry about it? Is he, you know what? The, he doesn't know who he's playing. You know, and that's, right. that's a bit of a weird. That's a weird situation to be in. You know, and, and that's why it showed in the beginning of some of those matches that they didn't yeah. know what kind of player they were playing. And by the fourth or fifth game, you could see him kind of like, okay. You know, I figured I, out. I'm I can relax. Play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, win yeah. this match. I just have to try to get a little bit better. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I think it'll be. A, I think it'll be a, a good tournament. I think it's going to be a, 
when when these tables are played in for like four or five days, I think we're going to see them playing quite a bit quite a bit tighter, and it's going to yeah. be a proper test. It's going to be a proper test for for these players. I'm looking forward to seeing who gets to the last sixteen. I'll say I I I don't believe that we're going to see any major surprises uh, with who we're going to see in the last in the last eight, shall we say? Don't think there'll be any major surprises. So they're uh, yeah. I'm, I think that's true. I mean, I, you know, you go from two fifty six down to sixteen. There's going to be a couple surprises in the sixteen. Yeah, but, 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 but it never seems how, to be. But I was going to say, <laughs> I mean, and, but, but, but how far down the list do you call it? Would, would you call a surprise? You know. Well, uh, is Sanchez Ruiz in the top sixteen? Yeah. Well, yeah, he, but you're he, not going to have one would, through sixteen, is what he's saying. No, but he wouldn't but, be a surprise gonna, in the top sixteen. You wouldn't. Yeah. He wouldn't you don't be a think surprise. Al Yusuf in the sixteen. I think he, I, I think you could get him. He's very good on these tables. He's got the right stroke for it. I think he's right. going to be a yeah. big player in matchroom events. I think he's going to be. He's got a, a big future in matchroom events. Um, I don't think we'll be talking about him in a year's time. I don't think we'll be talking about him as an outsider. Yeah, I think he, he has a proper game for these tables. I actually practiced with him uh, yesterday, um, and it's, he just hits the ball so easy, so easy. Nothing was getting hit hard in the pockets. He was in the right angles all the time. And um, he's just such a smooth, smooth player. Yeah. That's what you need on these tables. If you're forcing balls to get around the angles, you're going to miss. Jim, what do you think about Wichter's chances of uh, doing well here? Haven't seen him play yet. Um, I, I mean, I expect them to, to, to go through the first few days pretty much without any battle scars. Um, he's played a lot of pool recently. He was saying to me, I spoke to him yesterday, he was saying he was a bit tired. He felt tired uh, in Bucharest. He played a lot of matches um, and then traveling here. So, I mean, it's gonna, it'll be good for him that uh, the first couple of days here, if you win your matches, it is only one match a day. So he's got a lot of time now to just, you know, relax yeah. and get yeah. a proper sleep. And, did um, he, uh, did again, he yell at you at all for having him not be one of his players? No, <laughs> <laughs> not yet, not yet. But I mean, again, he's a player that if he's in the if he's in the last sixteen, it's not a surprise. If he's not in the last sixteen, it can happen. You know, yeah, he's not the one. The one. He's not. He's not one of the ones that has to be in the in the in the, in the last sixteen. But he's also not surprised if he is. You know, whereas you would say like a, a Shane, Shane Alvin, uh, fellow Jason, they, they they should be in the last sixteen every time they play. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite as there as you are, but. Well, you know, have I been wrong before? Never. On every single non-matchroom event. <laughs> but this is what the whole discussion was about: matchroom events. These are the four guys. Oh, that no, it was about the top. No, it was about the top events. Yeah, that's matchroom events. Uh, by, well, by the way, Sanchez Ruiz is at the table and shooting. Yeah, he's got he had ball in the uh, hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's at the table. He's I got like him on the five. two. No, I he's just made the four. Okay. Just so, made the four. Well, yeah, there's there's, no, there's no trouble. No trouble as long as you're through the four and get onto the six. I mean, there's no trouble. That's quite a comeback. He was six and all behind. Well, funsies. Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty good. All right, Francis. And see, this Sanchez is Ruiz wins. And this is this is one of these this is one of these ones where you could end up winning the tournament now. And he looks back and thinks, yeah. I almost went I almost went out on day one. And I've ended up winning the tournament." It's a long climb back to the top sixteen when you lose your first match. Yeah, okay, but you got to do well, it. You only have to get... a sing, single knockout now. Yeah, you only have to get to it. 
You only have to get to it at this point. So, uh, well, yeah, I guess um, this isn't going to be significantly as longer as a podcast as our normal ones because we just don't have all that much to talk about. Uh, uh, He's about to make this nine. I wonder if he's going to have a little celebration. He's got to be happy with this. He was looking like he was out. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's pretty impressive to get back from 6-0. Yeah. Well. There you go, Sanchez Ruiz, new favorite for the tournament. No, he only made. He still, he still hasn't made the nine ball yet. All right, on our, he does. On our screen, he has it. I'll take that, <laughs> Jim. What are we? Oh, does. never mind. He already made it. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, oh, good for him. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, we could uh, let's answer uh, little right. Chris's questions. Who are I our think favorites I might for this event? Playing a match very shortly. So... Take us to the table with you. I just said I just I just told you four, the four guys. Those are my favorites. Oh yeah, you always have your same favorites. Well, I don't have Yap this time, so I get to pick a new. Fa- I get to pick a new favorite then. I'll I'll always take Wojtek. I'll take uh, Victor Zelinski. I'm gonna take Oliver Solnaki. and who's my last? I don't have Aloysius Yap this time, so who am I going to pick? Um, I'm going to take FSR. There you go. Table 10. All right, guys, I need to wow. go because I'm about to play a match. Table Good luck, 10. Jim. Um, do I know where my opponent is? I, I'll, guys, thanks a lot. See you. <laughs> yeah, bye, Jim. Good luck, buddy. It's us with our roving reporter, Jim Telfer. Yeah, right. Live on the We're, scene. Uh, the budget's a little low these days, so that's all we can afford. <laughs> Who do you got? Who are you thinking in this uh, this format? Who you, who's your favorites? Uh, I, I I gotta like Victor as being one. You know he's 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 playing the hot hand. I like Copigny as a as a as a shot. Um, who else? To be honest, I keep forgetting that the Co brothers are even there still. Where's yeah. Chang? Is Chang Jung Lin? Why isn't he? At, is is he at this event? I don't believe he is. I don't know I why. He is either. Um, yeah. Cole, Victor. Um, Got to pick a, a real dark horse, right? All my players are dark horses. <laughs> well, then, 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 then the hell, I'll pick filler. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Josh lost his first match. No, Josh lost his first just gonna say no just kidding he won her first match so did uh kelly fisher uh, i have to assume that uh because they play in the matchroom events that they do that they're probably seated players into this right so they would have theoretically gotten a non-seated player uh you're probably right you're probably right. i would assume uh yeah pia played a uh, marco vagola yeah, Pia's uh, ranked at 58th. Oh, she gets to play with Chris Reinhold next. Pia does? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, Chris better not. Oh, my goodness. If Chris, if Pia and Josh win, they play each other. How does Seriously. that happen? Yeah. That would be fantastic. They don't think so. <laughs> you know what? You get into the same tournament, you got to expect that's going to happen sometime. Or they could take yeah. the Ernesto and. and Oscar yeah, they, they won't play it. There's no way they'll there's no way they'll play it. PO forfeit. She's she's done that a lot in the past. Has she? 
Yeah. Well, she did. Uh, they did let Turning Stone this year. Uh, was it Turning Stone? No, it must not. Uh, it was. It was some event. It might have been Turning Stone, but it was an event right around Turning Stone. If yeah. it wasn't Turning Stone, where like, uh, yeah, Pia went on a, a tear on the B side and won like six matches or something like that, and then she got to Josh and um, just forfeited. Wow. So they did so, go. The, they did go the Dominguez route. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it makes sense, right? At the end of the day, um, Pia theoretically could beat Josh, and if she does, like, she doesn't have the chances that Josh is going to have going forward. So why would they? I mean, as far as financially, why would they? <sighs> I don't like that logic, but well, at the end of the day, they're they're. I mean, I'm I'm not trying to count their money, but I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that they're going to count their own money, and they're looking at this from a you know, a financial aspect and Josh can snap off any tournament that he's in, whether it's from the A side or the B side. So Filipino and, players play, you know, are in the same like stable and they play each other in a tournament that they forfeit. Um, I think it's a little different when they live in the same house and they're married. So if Carlo <laughs> well, Beato, these guys, they live in the same Nohan house Shua, in Roy's basement, and they're they're getting staked into the same tournament, and they play each other. They're all splitting up the same money, right? No, because they're not using the same money to buy their groceries. <laughs> when they're when they're at Roy's, they are. No, because Roy's buying the groceries. <laughs> <laughs> because he gets all their money, and then they divvy it up. That's what I'm saying. You don't. Mike, you don't even believe your argument right now. There's no way you do. <laughs> There's no way that people in the same stable are like a husband and wife. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> well, if you're not going to play each other, you shouldn't play in the same tournament. Professional athletes or not? Let's I may, like, let them decide. Are you professional athletes or not? That's the big argument, right? Uh. That's an argument that you could make. I would say that they are professional business owners, and their <laughs> business is their ability to win at pool tournaments. Okay. All right. Did uh, Tyler Steyer went down the first round, correct? Yeah. I mean, he continues his slide. He's been on a two-year slide now where he has just not played uh, anywhere close to his level from three years ago, which is a bummer. Have you talked to him about it at all? I have not. Uh, I feel like I maybe should, but uh, I at the same time, I bet he might not even agree that he's in a slide. Or maybe he would. I don't know. Um, yeah. Not getting past the first or second round in tournaments is, would have to be considered a slide. Well, on top of that, I don't even... I don't know if I can name the last time he cashed in a you know, deep a in a event. tournament. Yeah, yeah. It would have been the Austrian Open last year, probably. So Shane Wolford won. His first match, as far as American players go, uh, Chris Reinhold. Um, yep. Sky, uh, of course. Sky won. Shane won. Uh, and um, Nick DeLeon won. Nick DeLeon won. So, yeah. Decent decent first day showing. Yeah, I think uh, tomorrow's going to be the true test. Where, uh, you know, uh, let's see here. Um, Chris plays Pia. Shane Wolford plays Dave Hopkin. I don't know who that is. He's a Brit player, right? Yep. Yeah, going through here, looking at uh, Sky plays Nils Johanning. I'm not German player. I'm not totally sure who that is. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Were you surprised as me by all the nine zero scores? No, I, I'm not. Yeah. Because like uh, I said, and, this kind of it, it. It was kind of like I said. It was to me. It was actually, and I'm not. You know, kind of making fun, but not. Uh, it was. It was a little refreshing to see that. That you know, this tournament was a lot like the U.S. Open, where a lot of local and national players just threw their money in and are considered pretty good players and went in there and realized they're not at this level. Well, I, I, to be honest with you, Mike, I, I think it, yes, that's part of it. But as somebody who's played in plenty of the predator events, uh, most of these players are club players, right? They might be really right. good club players, but they're exactly. club players and they get to play on brand new cloth with brand new balls on a brand new playing surface, probably once a year. And they're club players. So by the time that they've, you know, unless they are literally the first people on it and they play on it for the next, I don't know, 20 hours, they're probably only going to have an hour to two hours of that new equipment kind of playing yeah. surface to play yeah. on. And now you're asking, you know, you're asking some of these, you know, even top club players to come in and play against people who do this for a living, right? They're always playing on these surfaces. They're always playing on brand new cloth, brand new balls, brand new playing surfaces all the time. And, you know, they don't have an adjustment period, but all these club players are like figuring out how to draw a ball five inches instead of three feet. You know, it's, it's yeah. just. And I think that that's good for, I think it's good for regular everyday pool players to see that sure. this is what happens if you try to step up in class. Um, there is a big difference and the top players and the next level players, a lot of it's based on conditions, knowing the conditions, yes. how to play the conditions. Yes. Um, you know, and that's that's true in in a lot of different sports, right? Uh, where where that's where you know you get great house pros and great club pros and things like that. They go to a to to a real professional tournament, and it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think it's. Honestly, it's a huge deal when you're when you're playing on. There's no easy runout if if you know your stop shots become four inch draws, you're you know you're you're coming across the table two rails turns into three because your speed's all wrong. I mean, you're, you're constantly you're, you're literally playing almost on like an ice skating rink, having never skated before in some of these situations, or you know at least not very often. So, I mean, when you're when you're playing against somebody like. You know, let's let's just see if I can find my the first nine zero. When you're playing, okay. So, uh, well, Tomas is a great player, actually. Victor had to play another Polish guy. Um, yeah, we won't look at that match. <laughs> Trying to find a nine zero in here that, um, you know. Well, Shane was nine zero. Uh, Dennis Graba was nine zero. Yeah, I mean, Alex Kazak is playing against uh, Daniel Lim. Like, I don't know who that is, the Daniel Lim guy, but like, maybe he's a, he's from the the GB. Maybe you know, maybe it's one of those situations where Alex plays on these things all the time and knows the conditions. And you know, Daniel, maybe a, you know, you're not going to get many opportunities against a player like that, anyways. And you know, maybe if you play on old worn equipment like he plays at in his club, maybe it's nine to three or something instead of nine to zero. But all right, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I think uh, I think playing conditions have a lot more to do with it personally uh, mm -hmm. than just the giant. I mean, there are levels to this, right? I mean, at the end of the day, there are levels to this. So I'm not trying to refute that, but it's it, it can be tough if you never played on the newest conditions. You barely ever do. So yeah, uh, yeah. And Sarah, I guess just to wrap that one up, um, 
I'm only saying Josh because Josh is a significantly better player than Pia. So uh, I think there are situations where if the wife is significantly better than the husband, the wife should go on, right? And now and if you're talking about like a weekly tournament or something like that, no. But like if you're talking about the biggest events of the year, like at the end of the day, I don't fault them at all for letting Josh go on and forfeiting because, uh, you know, if Josh goes on and especially if it's like a one loss side, I mean, Josh could go on and win any tournament from the B side. Pia probably isn't going to. So just financially, it makes more sense to give yourself the best chance of making money. And it's not it's not a male or female thing. It's whoever's the better player to me anyways. But I mean, I'm still I'm still opposed to it. I'm still I don't think there's any sport in the world that would allow that to happen at the top professional sure. level. Honestly, um, you're right there. And, I think. and and you know you've got a sport now. You know, same sex couples. What happens then? Just go with the top, the better player. Whoever's the what's it's not, the better me, it's player, not a matter. The other one takes yeah, and goes out of the tournament and forfeits. I think you should get fined if you forfeit. Uh, I, I just to be I, honest, I don't think depending if you're, on you're what the professional sports. You should you should play to win. I'll say this: depending on what the fine is, it's still financially more viable to do that potentially. That's I, I understand that, but make them pay for, um, you know, but giving it, someone yeah. a free pass into the next round without any Especially effort, if you're without even having to queue up. They can sleep in late. They don't have to whatever. You just you're giving an advantage sure. to your opponent over someone else. Uh, that is a just, real thing. I never thought about that. That's that's a real thing. Skipping a nine a.m. match. There's something like that. I mean, yeah, sleeping yeah, in, got the, got the next day off. I mean, that's, you know, you and your wife can now go, you know, go to Kew Gardens and, and see flowers and while everybody else is playing. Yeah. I don't know if I, I'm not even necessarily saying I agree with it. I just, I just see why it, why they do it. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're, you're there to make money and that's going to give you the best chance of making money. So, anyways, yeah. uh, so I guess, um, I don't know. I guess I don't. I don't. I mean, the the events going on. The table one is being streamed to Facebook right now until the final sixteen, where it'll switch over to the zone. Um, and then table two is being streamed to to face or uh, YouTube. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, it, you know, I watched today on YouTube. It was fine for me. Um, I liked it. The quality's good. Yeah, the quality. Yeah, they, they actually have announcers on both tables. Uh, so we're not just seeing a static camera and no announcing, you know, so, so there's, there's actually an element of being able to follow two matches at one time. I like that. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's all incremental, right? You know, Matchroom is doing a 256 tournament. Jim's talking about, you know, uh, pitfalls in scheduling. Well, something you get over, you get better at each time, hopefully, and whatever. And the same with the, with the, you know, what we're watching, what we're getting to watch from a programming standpoint, uh, you know, it's two tables now instead of one. It's announcers on both tables instead of only on one. And so incrementally, you know, these events should be getting better every time. And I think that that for the most part they are. So that's just good. Um, you know, uh, that just bodes well for these events going forward, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, Matchroom's doing everything that they need to do. Uh, are they growing as fast as some of the players would want? Maybe not, but you can't you can't argue that every event that they do they get better at. Yeah, it's 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 and, learned it's learned from it and move on. Uh, so you know, as long, long as you as long as you don't make the same mistakes over and over and over, that's you know that's what you're looking for. I'm talking about that arena. That's that's sexy. It looks slick. It looks really it's good. Sexy, yeah, really good. Really interesting how they you know they kept the the main table. 
uh, arena empty except for the trophy until they get to a one table format. That's that's kind of cool. It's kind of Wimbledon-ish, you know. It's got that center yeah. court. It's got the two yeah. semi, you know, the the other courts on each side of it, and then you've got the rest of the room. Um, so, and I just wonder. I didn't notice whether all the outside tables, whether they're playing on concrete or whether there's any kind of flooring, because at the World Championship, it's they're all walking on concrete on those other on those other tables. And I always thought that was a little rough on players. Uh, but uh, I didn't notice here what it, what the, what the issue is. But uh, Jimbo yeah, is nice up one to zero. He is. Jimbo is up one zero. Should we phone him? <laughs> should, yeah. should we ping him and see if he'll respond? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> Emily sees he's on his phone in between shots and comes over and forfeits him out of the tournament. There you go. It's a story. That's what we're looking for on the show, right? Yeah. Controversy gonna get, uh, stories. Jim's gonna get a ban. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fun. Uh, no, I, I mean, I guess the event looks awesome. I, I didn't watch a lot of it this morning. I'm just actually kind of tuning into it now for the not now, but earlier for the first time, and everything looks good. Uh, yeah, the scheduling part of it I didn't really realize, but I guess there's 22 tables, and I'm looking over here at uh, four, eight, twelve. There's only 15 going right now. So this is kind of maybe going into what he was talking about as far as uh, scheduling. Maybe at the end of the day, they're struggling to get those matches because people already left. Who knows? But you, you would think early on day one that only having 15 of your 24 tables going doesn't look good. But yeah, you know, I mean, it just, long, you, you would think you, you would think this is they're, they're not the first tournament directors to run a 256 player tournament. So my question is. What did you not learn from other people who have done it? The U.S. Open used to run a 256, you know, player bracket. I don't know if they always filled 256, but um, and you knew each match when each round was going to be played. When each round was going to be, if you were a loser and you went to this part of the bracket, you knew that your next match was Thursday at 10 a.m. Okay, why is that such a hard thing to do? What am I missing? I mean, maybe I, I can't imagine that uh, Matchroom is going to different entities around the industry and asking for advice. That doesn't seem like a thing that they do. They've been to the U.S. Open. They've been to the International. They've been to events. I mean, they've they've scouted events that have a lot of players. So you look at scheduling. I mean, it's there's one event that runs scheduling like this. It's the Derby City, and everybody complains about it every year, where it's this rolling. You know, you'll play when we call your table type of thing, and sure. you don't know yeah. whether you're playing tonight or tomorrow. Um, you know, I'm sorry. I think we've advanced far enough in tournaments where you should be able to figure this out. Who knows? I mean, <clears throat> I guess we'll find out. What Jim is up two to zero. Let's go, wow. Jimbo. I guess he's on a tear. He's on. A, he'll probably run the set out. I bet. You playing Stevie Wonder or what? <laughs> Daniel Bakikaglu, Bakishioglu, Sweden. Oh, that's right. He said he was playing a Swede. Daniel B A K I R C I O G L U. What happened to the Swedes? In the 80s, the Swedes were some of the best players in Europe and into the um, 90s. Well, in the 80s and 90s, the U.S. had some of the best players in the world. Too. <laughs> what happened to the U.S.? <laughs> 
Well, they if still have a couple of good players. When was the last time you saw a Swedish player in the semifinals of any event? So, anyways. Fair. That's fair. No. Uh, I guess... Should we talk a little bit about uh, the the butcherist, the Predator butcherist event? Well, it's not, you know, I saw a lot of great comments about the the Open um, as far as atmosphere, as far as the arena like and the, the play. The stream was awesome. Yeah. So I didn't see much. I didn't see much because I was out of town. But, um, uh, you, know, it's, you know, it sounds like they always put on a great event there and they get a lot of support locally. Um, uh, so, you know, I wanted, to, I would like to have seen Shane win that as, as, as normal, but, um, uh, but it sounded like it was a great event. Congratulations to Copenhagen. And Victor, Victor Zelinski continues on his, uh, yeah. nine on the, nine on the spot tear. He's, he crushes that format. I'll tell you what, between Euro tours and between, uh, you know, this event, He's that nine on the spot. He's got it down. So I don't know. I guess uh, I watched quite a bit of it, uh, but I don't know. There's, I don't know what to say about it besides, you know, it seems to be another great event. Uh, The players didn't seem to, I mean, that invitational event that they had was like really cool. I don't know. Why don't more events do stuff like that? What do you think? Uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of it's just a matter of time. Can you keep the players captive, captive for that long? Um, they were in a good spot being right before the UK Open um, and after the Masters. So they had, you know, they could take advantage of that. It's not that easy for everybody to do that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I love those things. Those just, I wish it was on like a 10-foot table because I do like those like a, like the 10-foot Bigfoot at, um, yeah. at the Derby. Derby. Like those yeah. – in- Inventational events. I just think that they're. I don't know. I just think they're really neat. I think they're fun. They're fun. They're fun. I'd like but to again, see more. You, of got, them. you got to have everybody there, and you have to be able to hold them captive for for that extra couple of days. So, um, yeah. but yeah, good event over there for sure. Yeah, and I don't know. Pretty cool to see an event like or a, a country like Romania get the highlight for a little while. You don't think yeah. of Romania as being much of a pool powerhouse, right? And it was a points event, correct? Uh, I, yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, and uh, Coping Yi gets the win in the the regular event over Victor, and then Victor wins the uh, the Invitational over uh, Sanjin Pelovanovic. Another uh, pretty good tournament for Sanjin. I watched. Uh, he played Shane in the the semifinals of that. That was um. That was actually a really good match. Shane was up kind of big the whole, not big, but like 3-1, 4-2, 5-4, stuff like that. And then Sanjin pulled away at the end. (laughs) So, yeah. And then Victor beats uh, Shane in the the main event. Come from behind. He was 7-3 down, he said. And one on the hill. Shane was? Yeah. No, no. Victor was was behind 7-3. Yeah, and, and then uh, got to the hill first. The hill. Yeah, yeah. Yep, got to the hill first too. So he ended up winning seven of the next nine games. Pretty strong. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty much all we really have to talk about this week. As we said, it was going to be a shorter mention or a shorter podcast than normal. 
not only because we don't have as many talking heads, but there's just not that much to talk about. Next week, we'll have a big one, of course, because the UK Open will be done. Right. Yeah, and all, be- you know, later this week, should be some exciting matches going on. Plenty yep. to talk about uh, next week for sure. Yep, and Jim is up three to zero. Oh, my goodness. My- I just hope he doesn't tank this. <laughs> <laughs> It'll there be a rough be, show. To, it'll be a rough show next week. <laughs> oh yeah, no one will be safe. No one will be safe if he if he loses a three zero lead. No one. This is best impersonation of Darren Appleton. Too soon. <laughs> Too, Too soon. soon. Sorry. Too soon. Too soon. All right. Uh, I guess is there anything else that you want to uh, highlight? We never no, give any. We never give you any runway. Why don't you talk about what you do in the industry? I, I sit around here and wait for people to invite me on streaming podcasts because I've got nothing to do. <clears throat> no, I mean, Billiards Digest, I, you know, I, I've published a monthly magazine for the last 40, 42 years. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, there you go. Billiardsdigest.com. And there, yeah, there you go. Case uh, closed. Dang case it. closed. Just fell on the floor. Thank you very much for throwing my, throwing my magazine and- around. And not no, only is it a good magazine, it holds up well to abuse. It's a Darren it's, Appleton approved. It's a good it read. It well. takes you a little deeper than than a lot of you know other uh, uh, looks into the sport and the people in the sport. So that's what we try to do. Um, yep, I put the link out. It's billiarddigest.com, right? You did. Thanks and I was actually much. like, I am pleasantly surprised. It is actually very, very reasonable for a subscription. You must hate money. Um, you know what? It's. It's cool. We just want to get as many people reading as possible, enjoy the sport, follow the sport. You know, I, I don't have to make money. I'm I'm fine being a pauper and uh, being on podcasts. Yeah, you take all the money out of bowling, huh? I that's take all the money out of bowling. <laughs> that's where all the real money is made, right? That's where the big money is. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to get yourself one of these sweet, sweet subscriptions, you head over to BillardDigest.com. And- Please do that. And if you don't want to, just do it anyways. Just give them. It's like four dollars a month. Go give him four dollars a month and help. The more, the more that you, the more money you guys give him, the more month, the more uh, cocktails he'll buy me in Vegas. So that's very important. <laughs> that's right, man. For every subscriber, everybody who subscribes from this show, I'll buy him a drink in Vegas at Moscone. You're not. You must not. Be, you know, either you're going to be broke, or you're not going to Moscone. <laughs> I'm going to Moscone, and I'm happy to. You know, herbs and rye too. Herbs and rye. That's oh, our place, that place in that's our place in Las Vegas. Don't don't go spreading yeah. the word. This is our this is kind of an under radar place that we want to oh, keep crap. quiet. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to I'll I'll cut that. I'll cut that out of the okay. podcast. Okay. Well, other than that, I mean I, I I don't know. I got nothing. This is this is we're gonna be under an hour for the first time in about a year. That's nothing wrong with that. You know, hit nothing hard. Wrong with that. Hit hard, get in, get out. Speaking of hitting hard, getting in, getting out, Jim's up four zero now. Wow, he was—he is playing pissed off, isn't he? I think he wants to get to the bar. That's where he wants to get to. <laughs> yeah, that's that's got to well, be. Now he doesn't. Have, now he doesn't have to play at nine a.m. tomorrow morning. So now he has a little bit more time to uh, recover. That's exactly his- what happened here. He's looking at it like if I win now, then I don't have to play till tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. I can go out tonight and light light it up. That's our Jimbo repping well. Well, you wouldn't want it to be inconsistent. Let's put it that way. That's true. (laughs) That's true. All right. Well, 
we'll get out of here. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll end up getting another podcast later on in the week uh, before the final 16 and talk about that. But uh, for now we are done. Uh, Maybe we'll see it by next week. Maybe we won't. Who knows? All right, Mike, thanks for joining me again. Always a pleasure.